0: She has a story that's just, it's so good. And when you listen to this story, listen to the words, hear what she's saying, and just kind of let it, let it just fall on you, let it soak in. Don't try to overprocess it, just, just hear what she's saying.
1: All right. Um, so I'm so excited to share this story with you. It's about Aaliyah, my four year old daughter. And I have to tell you that I just redecorated her bedroom because it was just the nursery for both of my kids and it was not updated for a little girl. And so I recently, she picked out her paint color and I just put all sorts of cool things in there for her. She loves to be dramatic and act and dance. There's this huge mirror. She has two bins full of dress-up dresses that she can dance in there. She has a reading cave. She loves books. She has a closet of puzzles, or not a closet, but a little... Covered of puzzles, because she loves puzzles. And um, one one afternoon, I wasn't feeling well, so I was I went upstairs and I was going to go into my bedroom. and got to go in there and enjoy her. And I was like, "Well, I can lay on my bed and just watch her." That sounds great. So I was just kind of laying there and just enjoying her playing in the room. And she um, began to do a puzzle. She loves puzzles. She's really good at it, too. And and this particular puzzle, she had done the whole puzzle except for the center piece. And she pushed the piece in and it didn't fit. So she turned it, pushed it, didn't fit. So she turned it, pushed it, didn't fit. Turned it, pushed it, and it broke all the pieces. Out of the puzzle. And she lost it. She was (laughs) she threw of of the pieces in the air. She just talked about the room for a minute and then went out, slammed the door, hit the door on the way out and she's just like, ah, screaming. And, um, (laughs) and, and as I was with and she, ah, she talked loud so she couldn't hear me. Uh, that was right. Or she'd scream, screech louder. She'd make more noise so she couldn't hear me was Trying to, oh, so, uh, uh, you know, like, say anything. Stop screaming louder. So she comes back in the room,
2: um,
1: and finally the, the uh, crying stopped enough for me to say, I can't wait to comfort you when you're ready. kept the blanket up and smiled at her while she was stomping around and she went in her reading cave for a while and, you know, did that kind of thing and then she came out and I smiled at her had the blanket open Aww. and then she finally came <laughs> she crawled <laughs> in bed with me and I held her and I told her I love you and I'm so proud of you sorry you were sad and frustrated about your puzzle. And her heart hurt. And her heart softened and she felt loved. And so, um, and then God blew me away with some revelation on this. He just wanted me to learn this and use this situation. So Aaliyah's perspective was the broken puzzle was all she saw. Her hair was kind of down. Over the sides, it was literally all she could see was her broken puzzle. In her frustration, she stomped about. And isn't that like us when something upsetting happens? It's all we see. It's all we focus on. In my perspective as her mother, is um, the puzzle is obsolete compared to her hurting heart. I want her to come to me so I can comfort her and love her. Then once her heart knows it's love and in a good place, then a myriad of things could happen. And because she's in a room full of possibilities. I can help her with a puzzle. My hands are big. I can hold the edges while she puts the last one in. Or maybe something different in the room. Um, And as a parent, what kind of parent would I be if I cared most about the puzzle, which is what she cared most about? You know, the state of her heart is way more important. The puzzle, her issue, is so secondary to me. Comfort for me is the most important thing for her, even though she doesn't realize it. Jesus knew it was so important that he left. So the comforter could come It's the one thing he sent in his place That was better than him being there He could have sent anything A worry-free life He could have sent He could have done anything in his place
2: But the most important thing he sent Was comfort So God's
1: perspective Is yes Oh no, sorry Our perspective So now related to our lives We can be totally engrossed in our disappointment and so upset about it that that's all we see and that's all we think about it. And if God tries to talk to us, we fuss louder because we don't want to hear. And God's perspective is, yes, he cares about our disappointing thing, but first and foremost, he cares about our hurting hearts. He wants to heal so that we can be one with him and see things the way he sees them. He has a whole world full of good things. He knows because he knows us. He knows what we like. And he made us and he made the world for us to be in. He loves to watch us play and join, interact. And so what I want to uh, encourage is um, when something upsetting happens, run straight to your father. Oh. He's got that blanket open.
3: Jesus, my feelings are
1: hurt. You know, my feelings are hurt. Jesus. Or... So disappointed about this one thing, or something didn't go the way I thought it was going to go. Instead of focusing only on that, running right to him for that comfort, for that thing, That's good. That's good. and um, yeah, and just let us comfort because it is the most important thing.
0: comforter as a mother and as a father. The Holy Spirit, yeah, like Sarah was talking about, that's the feminine heart of God. You know, there's a, the feminine side, is the soft, comforting side that, that draws us in and loves and nurtures, but the fathering side pulls us right up onto the knee and just wraps us up, you know, at the same time and just, you know, the father heart of God is also feminine as well. And so you can just feel like both sides of the father's heart for us in this, in this tenderness. And it's interesting that Maryly had that story Because when I was praying about this meeting in particular I asked the Lord to reveal a verse to me And this was the verse that he gave me Isaiah sixty six twelve. 12 It says, for this is what the Lord says I will extend peace to her like a river And wealth of nations like a flooding stream You will nurse and be carried on her arm And dandle on her knees As a mother comforts her child So will I comfort you and you will be comforted over Jerusalem Wow, <sighs> wow. <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh Jesus I want that I need that in my life I need that comfort in my life it's exactly what Mertha is talking about. It's exactly what she's talking about. Sometimes we get so focused and our eyes are so narrow. We only see one way out of this. This puzzle, this thing, it's frustrating to me. And it's not going how I think it should go. And I'm frustrated, I'm overwhelmed, I'm overtaken. There's no hope. But the Father sees down from a heavenly perspective. And he sees, hey, it's okay. It's just a puzzle. It's okay, I can help you with this. We can do this together. We can do something different. Like she said, this room was created for you. This world was created for you. The things in it are perfect for you. There's lots of things to do here in this world. There's lots of other things we could do. But I am here to do it with you. You're not alone. You're not on your own. Come to me. And I will bring you comfort. I will bring you peace. This morning, I felt like God wanted us to... Have this time of soaking, and we did this a little bit already with Sarah, where we just we just come to the Father and we just ask the Father, Is there something you want to show me in this time? And we have a chance to respond. And every time I've ever come to the Father and I've soaked in his presence, and I've just sat in his presence and been still before him, he has been faithful to me. He has shown up, he's spoken to my heart, and he's done some radical things in those times. If not to just hold me in his arms and stroke my hair. And just hold me and love me. It's such an, an, an intimate time. And so it's good. And so when we do the soaking time, I want you to just be still before the Father. Be still before him. Picture what he looks like. Picture this peace, this loving care, this tenderness that he feels for you. And what I want you to think about during this time is we all have frustrations in our life, don't we? We have overwhelming circumstances. We have things that don't go quite as we plan. We have things that aren't quite as we think that they should be. We have things that distract us and take our time and attention. And we let them, we let them consume us. Completely consume us. But the Father is not overwhelmed. He's not frustrated. He's not discouraged. Do you know what He is? He's at peace. And he wants us to know that peace. So that's what we're going to do. So if you want to find a little bit of room again, if you want to find a little bit of your own space, we're going to take this time. We're going to have some music. And we're just going to enter into the presence of the Lord. And I have a specific thing that we're going to kind of pray through together. But I want you to just, just sit in his presence and listen to what he's saying to you. And again, listen for those gentle thoughts, those nudges. As the Spirit would lead, little thoughts might drop in your head. or Maybe a picture or something might come to mind. Whatever it is, I'm going to encourage you not to doubt it and discard it. I'm going to encourage you this time to pursue it. Pursue the truth. I'm going to give you just a second to get comfortable. I wanted to remind you while we're while we're getting ready in this place, what Lee shared the other night. Know your place in Him. Know your place in Him. Be confident of your place in Him. You belong with the Father. You belong in His presence. You belong in His lap. That is where you belong. That is your place. Don't let Satan lie to you and tell you otherwise You belong in his presence You are there You are there Listen to God's voice And silence the enemy When doubts come, silence the enemy And just accept the truth that you belong That you are in God's presence And follow what he says to you And then when he reveals a truth to you Accept it into your heart Accept it into your life This is what we're going to do now I want you to think for a moment. Think of a puzzle, a frustrating thing, something that's frustrating you in your life. So let's say, Father, let's all, let's all pray together. Father, Father, will you show me, will you show me the, areas of my life the areas of my life where I'm feeling frustrated, where I'm feeling, frustrated. Where I'm feeling, caught, up where I'm feeling caught up and overwhelmed? And overwhelmed by circumstances and I'm trying to do Once you've got something, once you've got something that the Lord has revealed to you, he has shown you, this is an area, this is frustrating to you, this is something that we need to work on. I want you to, to picture that thing, whatever that thing is. Picture it in your mind. And then I want you to say this, say God, I'm sorry for allowing, and then whatever it is, name that thing. say that I'm sorry for allowing it to come into my life, (coughs) to allow it to take over, and consume me. God, I repent for not keeping my focus on you. Ask
4: Jesus, what's the truth?
0: Picture of the truth. Once you've seen the truth that God is revealing to you, I want you to take that truth now and picture that truth, because that is what He wants to give you in exchange. He wants to give you that in exchange for your frustrations. He wants you to have that. He wants you to have that peace or that joy, whatever that thing is that's going to replace the other thing. I want you to hold that truth. Picture yourself. Holding on to that truth. Just say thank you, Father, for this truth. (coughs) Thank you, God, for giving me this truth. Help me to see this from your perspective. Help me to not get distracted. Help me to keep my focus, my eyes on you. see this picture of the father walking around the room picking up puzzle pieces. He's picking up puzzle pieces and he's restoring. He's putting pieces back together. He's picking up the broken and he's healing. He's picking up the wounded and he's mending. He's picking up the lost and he's redirecting and rejoining them back to the group. To the brokenhearted, he's restoring love. He's picking up the pieces and he's putting the puzzle back together. father sing. Crawl into bed with me. The blanket's open. Come in and snuggle me. I want to snuggle you close. I want to wrap my arms around you and comfort you. I just want to hold you. Just climb into bed with me. I'm safe. I'm secure. I can be trusted. comforting arms that scoop us up and wrap us up and hold us close. Thank you, God, for caring about the pain in our heart. Thank you, God, for desiring to heal our wounds and restore us. we kind of close out this soaking time. You can just sit in the presence of the Lord, but if you feel you need to get up and use the restroom, you can go ahead and take a couple minutes to do that. But um, if you could just be respectful for the people who are continuing to just kind of soak and kind of keep it down a little bit, that would be good. And when we come back in, we're going to have some time for testimony. So just take it. (laughs) you <laughs> hear your testimony and I was like that's not in my notes God I have this printed paper that I've been working on and that's not in my notes and God said I want you to do it anyway um, God is a comforter but I didn't always know that until about a month ago I've been saved for some time now I got saved when I was um 14 20, 15 and um I didn't realize that because of my background, because of my family, because of the experiences that I had, it would um, help develop and shape who I would be. Um, in the sense that, like we're talking about, if your father is is the the you know the kind of person who's like a good father figure, he's he's there for you and he's listening, and he's attentive to you. You might relate that to the father that he's there for you, he's listening, he's attentive. Um, and so at different times, I would hear things like, oh, if you had a dad who wasn't there, you might have a hard time connecting with the Father heart of God, because we've been hearing a lot about the Father heart of God. Well, um, just recently, about a month ago, um, I heard this, about this thing called the Mother Heart of God, and I hadn't heard a lot about it. I'd heard it, but I hadn't heard a lot about it before, and I didn't think a lot about it. But then I listened to this amazing teaching, um, courtesy of Sarah Gervais. She gave me a name reference, so I'm sure she could give you this. By Denise Jordan. And she's talking about the mother heart of God. And so I'm listening to this teaching by this woman who's just got the anointing of the Lord to just pour out this teaching, you know, about the mother heart of God. And I'm just like, whoa, whoa. Well, that makes sense. No wonder. Okay. So here's a little bit about my background. enough to be there for a little bit, and then I would sleep and wake up the next day and just leave again, because I didn't want to be there. It was just too painful, it was hurtful, it was scary. Well, there were a few times when we what would happen is we would get home at the end of the night, my sister and I, and we would have to put our mom in bed. She would either be potentially passed out at her computer, in a crooked position in the hallway, We never knew where we would find her We never knew what that would be like We just never knew And so my mom Was For me What was hindering me from feeling a certain side of God My mom caused a lot of pain in my heart A lot of pain for me And a lot of scary feelings actually She kind of Became this she, She kind of was like the person who taught me Like I had to parent my mom and so when I was 15, I was 30. You know, I grew up before my time. I had experiences I shouldn't have had. It was difficult. Um, but that's how life was. It just That's just how it was. Um, there were times when we really did think she was dead. We were certain she was dead. There was a time that the Lord woke my sister up in the night, and then we went and found her in a hot tub with just her nose sticking above the water. And, and just, the two of us had to, like, Lived on this water, and like carry her to bed, and just sit and just pray over her, and then we realized it's time for school. So we go and take a shower, and then we go to school, and that—that that was my life. Every day, every day we would put her to bed, check on her, check see if she's breathing, see if she's still alive—all these things. Well, in this teaching by Denise
4: Jordan, she's talking about how a mother's role is to
0: teach us how to receive and contain love, just like Sarah was saying. My mom didn't teach me that. My mom didn't teach me that love. She didn't teach me the comforting love that there is available, and so I didn't know it existed. I didn't know that the father had a comforting side of love to him. I had no idea. And then I heard this teaching, and, and it was it was so eye opening to me. I just I was reduced to tears. Um, met with sarah around that same time and it was just revelation after revelation after revelation about the father's heart as a mother <laughs> and how he loves me and he has this this you know comforting love and one thing that he had um the verse that he had spoken was but i have still been and in my soul like a weaned child is my soul within me and um that he wants us to know that, that quiet, calm, comforting place of his love. And I had never felt it. And he invited me into that place. And I was able to get rid of all the baggage that I had. I was able to forgive my mom. I've forgiven my mom for a lot of things. But I was able to forgive her for more things. And I was able to enter into the presence of the Lord. And I was able to climb on his lap and receive his love for the first time as a mother. As a mother would. And and you think about, you know, as a mother, like we were talking about, you you have a sort of this natural like, oh, you know, you want to comfort your children, you just want to hold them back. I didn't know that. I didn't know that God wanted to do that. Um, anyway, it was so good. It was life changing in the last month. My my life has not been the same. My world is not the same. I see I feel like I see a lot of other people through these eyes of comfort now, how God feels about them, through his mother's love for them and how and he wants everybody can have that. Everybody can have that. Whether you had a good experience with your mom like like Sarah did, that was amazing. Or whether you had a bad experience with your mom like I did, um, you can still know it. It's not too late. And so my encouragement for you is to press into that. The truth has been revealed to you now. You need to pursue that truth and just don't stop pursuing it. Keep Seeking that truth and entering into that place, you know, that, that comforting love of the mother part of God. Um, we yeah. are really tight on time. But we have a couple of other people that I asked already in advance to come and share a testimony of something that happened this weekend. Let me just see. Okay. Which is at 1230. At 15 minutes. We can do this, guys. We can do this. Absolutely. We can do this. This is food. This is food. Yeah, this is your food. No lunch today. Yeah.
2: This is your food. <laughs> okay, so Kelly Dugo. Uh, Kelly
0: Dugal. Oh, 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 She's got an amazing testimony of something that God did in her life this weekend.
5: First of all, I'm just going to skip my testimony and I'm going to lunch. <laughs> this
2: baby needs to be fed. <laughs> um,
5: So I was talking with Jessica last night and we were admiring the wonderful speakers that have been up here and I said, I don't do that. I don't speak in front of people. I was a teacher, I spoke in front of kids, but I don't speak in front of adults, people my age. And that's how we went to bed. And before I opened my eyes this morning, before I opened my eyes, I said something, oh, don't feel bad turning on the light, it's okay, I'm awake. And Jen says, since you're awake, <laughs> okay, and I had this thing this afternoon where, you know, people do testimonies and, I uh, you probably know where I'm going for this. I'm like, oh boy. <laughs> so I have to open my eyes. I have to face this. So I don't really know what my story is because I can't remember because I don't do this kind of thing. And I would have loved to take notes ahead of time and come up here, but... Since that time, I haven't been able to come up with a story. So forgive me if it's a little scatterbrained because, like I said, I don't do this. Um, but I didn't realize um, what my past brought me because it wasn't, I'll say obvious, like Jen's, like my mom's an alcoholic. We had, you know, the family of four, I have three younger brothers, and You know, a little white picket fence up front and we get together with everybody and we laugh and you know, everybody's the jokester and we have this perfect family. And what I've come to realize recently (coughs) is there are no emotions in my family. Um, Not only do we not talk about them, it's not really acceptable to think about them either. Um, And I have since found out that I, at that time, was dealing with anxiety, dealing with some depression, and somebody with those issues that you can't think about them. Um, So they were suppressed for many, many, many years, and caused me a lot of hurt that I didn't even know was hurting at the time. And then Marilyn came up and spoke on Friday, and spoke about the different loves that your father can give you, and the different loves that the fathers um, don't give you. And my father, um, from the outside looking in, perfect father. And I'm not saying he wasn't the perfect father. He gave me everything he had. He grew up in an alcoholic and an abusive family, and um, so that's what he knew. Um, But um, last month, after a cancer scare, was the first time I ever heard my father tell me he loved me. And I always knew he loved me because he would joke with me. He would um, go and shoot baskets with me. Like that was my love. And I didn't realize until Marilyn was talking that that's why I haven't been able to feel God's love, because I didn't feel that deep love from my earthly father. So I realized this, and okay, where, where do I go from here? I have, I've lived 32 years of my life not feeling that love, I've, um, was saved probably six, seven years ago, you know, we went to church growing up, we prayed before meals, so we were Christians, we believed, but I was truly saved, um, I'd say, six years ago, um, and so I've been um, yearning for that long. but I didn't know where to find it, because our family, we're as far left brain as you can be, um, we have no imagination, we Don't we don't deal with stuff, we're not interpersonal, we can't think about stuff, so I'm sitting there going, where do I go from here? I have no idea, okay, I know I can't feel his love, but what do I do? So, Saturday morning I sat there and Marilee came up and I, I, I walked by me, I don't know what, and I said, you know, thank you, that was amazing. And she said, was it something in particular? You know, what hit you, and I'm like, oh boy, I don't know if I'm ready for this, <laughs> because I don't talk about emotion, so. And I shared it, and later on, long um, story short, we're sitting, I was sitting in the back row, and we were doing one of those times, you know, see what you picture, see what you think. I don't picture things. I don't hear voices, I don't you know, and in this scenario it's a bad thing. I don't want to hear God's voice. thing. But right now I want my hear his voice. I want to see pictures in my head. So and, and I didn't even know what to pray for. So I sat there and I said, Can God just send me somebody? Send somebody to me. Somebody in this room to send them to me and have them tell me what to do because I don't know where to go. And within three minutes here comes Mary walking back. She's like, um, can I help you with something? And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what, but hopefully you know. So <laughs> She said, I'd like to take you through an exercise to help you see God. And okay, good luck because I don't see God, but if that's what you're feeling, go for it. And um, she walked me through this exercise, and for the first time ever, I saw God with his open arms, <laughs> open to me. Oh. And never seen that before, but that's what everybody else sees when they see <laughs> things. So for those of you who see things and hear things, that's awesome, because I felt it for the first time. And um, I don't know where it's going to go from here, and I don't really know what to say to those of you who see it or don't see it, but. Hope someday you get the chance to and keep on pushing on because it, it can happen. I don't know how, just maybe talk to Mary <laughs> <laughs> um, But But it's there, and even if you don't think you have it, um, God will bring it to you and He'll show you
0: it.
4: I was sharing That's funny. My- a situation like this when power of God is so present and his love is and it's, it's so good um, I, I just I feel completely floored by it but I I panic like it's going to be done and then what, what about tomorrow? Yeah. I mean I did feel that at the end of the session you're like okay guys was entry so it's specific to the long stem. delicate, but she's fierce.
3: Her scrumptious hot sticky
2: mess. <laughs> so enjoy my fondue.
3: <laughs> my growing up story is is really similar to yours. I think we've had a conversation back when we first met about that. But one thing that um, Marley's story about Aaliyah and the puzzle, I just thought oh, that is so beautiful. I love her heart towards her child. And I was thinking, I didn't have to think real hard, I knew that what would have been my story in that case was really, you're gonna be bothered by that problem? Like, really, you're gonna have a problem over a puzzle? And so I very, very quickly learned um, that I don't have problems, and that I don't have needs, because there is no comfort beside a beast. that's so untrue, but I have lived my life that way, that there was no comfort and so, I always thought that my connection or my disconnect with God was because my father wasn't available, and I have dealt with that and', I have dealt, with it, and dealt with it and dealt with it and um and yet i 'm smart enough to know i 'm very introspective and have a lot of discernment, so i 'm like, "dang it, I know i'm needy, but
2: the,
3: you know it was a blame thing i can 't be needy, so what 's wrong with me? I need to be stronger and' um, just hearing. About comfort this weekend, and really having God touched my heart and say, Yes, there is comfort. You have believed the lie. You have been lied to that there is comfort. And so I've just been soaking in that. And the Lord just said to me just this morning, I was just on my knees before Him. And without blame, I said to Him, I'm so needy. And His face just lit up. Like, <laughs> oh, oh gosh. Gets it. And those of you, and I felt that just loving picture of God looking at me just with so much pleasure. Saying, just coming to him and saying, God, I'm so needy. He's like, Yes, I've been waiting for you to come to me without, without blame. Just being my child. And then that was so beautiful and tender. But at the same time, I felt this strength in my spirit that was like, those of you that play, like, and kind of like, computer game, like, single plane playing Candy Crush, and all of a sudden you get to a new level and everything explodes. It was like my spirit felt like that, that there was this tender picture of God, and yet in my spirit there was this electrifying explosion going, like, with power and might. So, um, that's my story, and I could go on and on and on, because I've got a lot of fun doing my pot. <laughs>
0: from Beth Sear what Candy Crush is. So if you're curious and you don't know, she informed our small group this morning when I said to her, why am I always receiving invitations from you? She said, if you would just take my invitation, I would get live.
2: I know that I feel
0: encouraged. I hope that each one of you are taking something with you. And I feel like the Lord is just saying that this is something he's going to see through to completion in you. This is not that's going to be left hanging out there vulnerable. You're not going to have to wonder, oh, what are we going to do with this now? Because the Lord is going to see this through to completion. You're going to take this with you, and he's with you. And it's something that you can continue pursuing through tests and trials. And the truth is just going to keep coming and becoming solidified in your lives.
2: Thank you each
0: for coming. merely has a couple of announcements. Sarah maybe has
6: announcements too. <laughs> good, Do a good job. someone to, to do something. <laughs> <laughs> <The gender laughs> and I, I picked Jen for the session and I'm, I'm just so proud. So proud. She did so well. So go ahead, Mary. What do we do the first? Oh, Let's okay. just call up
1: um, all the people who were on the planning team for the women's retreat. I want you guys to know who worked so hard to put this amazing <laughs> event together. <It's> okay. <laughs> Crystal got the gift, wrapped all those beautiful macros for us. Amber was responsible for your bins and your rooms with all the water and chocolate, those thoughtful things. so much (laughs)
2: chocolate.
1: And some of our roles are more obvious because you saw us do them. But just thank you to everybody and all the hard work um, for those beautiful packets and just everything. Can you guys give Carrie and the worship team a hand? Elaine
6: Bronca! They did so well. I mean they facilitated the presence of God, did they not? Thank you so much, Carrie, for doing that. And I just want to also just thank Diane Lawrence. She is so incredibly just so amazing. Even the graphic behind the words, like the details, you know, it was so amazing. So everybody has helped Laura so, helped us so with so much. the packets. Yes, yes which Laura was amazing. Laura helped us with packets. And didn't Laura do an amazing job. <laughs> Are and what they have, and together we make it a retreat, you know. <laughs> and it's not just a new retreat, it's like incredible. And we just have to thank the Lord because He was present and He showed up and He did amazing things. Yay. Thank you so much, Jesus. So nice. We thank you so
4: From everyone. So even if you just circle the top part and don't write anything else, that's okay. Just do it for me, okay?
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> it's from yes. And then Kathy wants
1: us to know that we need to take all of our stuff with us. Anything that's half eaten, a bag of half eaten stuff, and you're your throw it containers it away, yeah. its yeah. going to get thrown away if you don't take it. So, no, no, or you, or you, you throw it away. away, or you throw it away. Oh, you, you, you take, take care, care of whatever, whatever it is. is.
7: Okay, <laughs> just whatever you
1: brought, just take care of it. You can throw yeah. it in the trash, you can take it back with you. But let's let's. Let's bless Machindo by taking care of our mess, okay? So, yeah. and that would just be a blessing. Then Lindsay has an announcement mm-hmm. for lunch. Uh, the anticipation. I don't know what you've been told. I
6: don't know what you've been told. Mama's heart is made of gold. Mama's heart is made of gold. A
7: baby boy is on his way. A baby boy is on his way. A Hey. Little man is here to stay. So I don't know how many of you know her personally, but Joy Audette, who used to be Joy Pawlowski, um, is having a little boy. And Operation Baby Shower commences <laughs> next two weeks from now. So April 28th, it's a Sunday right after second service. As soon as we can get everything set up after they let us get the room She gets one day off a week, Sunday is it, she's working all the time, she's married, has a stepson, this is her first child, and um, we're really excited about it. My mom has invitations, and I really feel like this whole weekend has been about unity, and it's great to get unity with those that are here, but we have women back home too. And I really just want to take the unity that we've gotten. And take that back to our church and take it back to our home and not just forget about this weekend. Amen. I, I really. I have
2: a microphone. <laughs> I don't know
7: how to use it. Yeah, good. I'm, I'm learning how to embrace the
5: microphone.
7: <laughs> Anyways, um, now you've made me lose my thought. Unity,
4: bring it all together. Unity, bring it all together. I really want to, to um,
7: bless joy in this, and just, if you are available that Sunday, the Sears are cooking, so it's not like you're going to be hungry, Um, and, and Lacey Eckert is going to be making another cake, I don't know if you saw the one for Chrissy's, but hey now, just be prepared,
2: it's camouflage,
7: you can't see it, um, That's a really good idea, Lace. It's the, it's the invisible cake. Anyway, um, did you want to say something just real quick? Um, and I just just a little background. If you one, if you're new to the church, baby
1: showers, wedding showers are an amazing way to get to know other ladies. but um, just joy was part of our church. She went away for a little while and she's back. And when somebody comes back, I just my heart is to just love on them so they can't deny. That God loves them, and so do we. And we just want to really bless her socks off. And even if you don't know her, show up and just enjoy. That's great. Thanks, guys. I just want let you guys know that, yeah, you can pass those out at lunch, too. But um, all the cards got done, so we're going to have a table.